Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here. Welcome to another episode of the Live Wild or Die podcast. Just a few quick announcements before we dive deep. I want to start with a shout out and a warm, wild monkey welcome to Gunner out in South Carolina. He's a young monkey who has newly joined the family with some monkey bars. And hey, man, just wanted to welcome you to the monkey family. We're stoked that you're joining the lifestyle entering the monkey state of mind so looking forward to many years of wildness ahead and you guys are eventually going to be leading the way so glad to have you this episode going to be talking about a ton of different things just kind of flowing all over the pale all over the place excuse me just you know you guys there's tons of inputs you guys get that just make me think more and i'm always i listen to ton of different podcasts when I'm driving between work, home, wherever. So just kind of always, always thinking, always trying to examine things and keep getting a little bit wilder, which, you know, it's a, it's a good, it's a double-edged sword. So anyhow, let's dive in. Here we go. What's up monkeys, monkey Dan here, and welcome to episode number 47 of the live wild or die podcast. And today I want to talk about sleep. I want to talk about adventure. I want to talk about an awesome podcast I listened that you guys, anyone interested in the Misogi and this kind of Misogi lifestyle, you got to check out this podcast. And I'll mention that in a second here. And yeah, I want to talk about a few other things as well. So let's dive in and get into the wildness. So starting, first topic is going to be sleep. I did a post on Instagram today and got a decent response. So thought I would talk a little bit more about it. So, you know, for years I kind of told myself that I got good sleep and I slept well, but the reality is oftentimes I was up on my computer late at night. I was thinking I was ruminating before I was going to bed and just, I wasn't having great sleep. And especially like the last six months to a year, since having a child that obviously interrupts sleep for other reasons, but you know, it's, it came to a point where we're starting to get pretty bad. So the last couple of months I've really focused on taking these small, but I think really important steps to improve my sleep hygiene. I love that word sleep hygiene and uh, just trying to keep getting a little bit wilder here. So, you know, one thing I remember very well is when I was a wilderness ranger, you know, living out in the wild, there's no laptops, I didn't, I didn't even have an iPhone. I didn't get an iPhone until, or any smartphone, I should say, until I think 2015. So I was pretty late to the game. I had this awesome flip phone I had for like almost a decade. So anyhow, I was a little late to the smartphone game, but now I just, it's it's the, it's here, and uh, I don't foresee it going anywhere anytime soon. It is, you know, for as much is these things can kind of interfere with wellness and health and all that and stress. But there, there's also a lot of great ways that I can use it for just running a business remotely. So thank you, Apple, but there's still some things we got to work on. So anyhow, back when I was working, living in the wild, there's no artificial light. You know, the sun would go down, maybe have a campfire and that was it. 
and then you'd wake up when the sun rose the next morning and you just, you really got into this cycle and this rhythm of nature and this rhythm of the wild, which I loved. And, you know, I, I just, I can remember just these mornings where I'd wake up and it was sunny, blue skies. I remember one time a bird landed on my chest and woke me up. I, uh, especially later in the summer, once the bugs went away, I would just sleep out, no tent, no nothing. So those were wild times. But I just remember, you know, and all day long I'm doing physical labor. I'm hiking, you know, probably five to 15 miles, depending on the day. Plus I had my all natural wild gym. So I would go work all day, cross cut logs, maybe Hellevac someone. That was pretty rare. Did that a few times, but you know, it was a very, physical job. And then I get back to my camp and maybe do some rock squats, some pull-ups on tree branches. I wish I would have had monkey bars or pocket monkey or something back then. It would have been so awesome. But I just, I remember the sleep being so good out there. And I think there's a myriad of factors. One is I'm out in the sun all day, working, being active. I was eating pretty well and I was also going to bed without kind of this, this stress on my mind. You know, there was a while the last, again, the last few months I was just, I would sit up on my laptop at night. Maybe I was chatting with manufacturers or I was just, I was in the zone. I could feel my heart rate elevated. I, I just, I felt tense. And then my body just, I couldn't relax for at least a couple hours. And then I would even wake up, you know, at two, three in the morning with kind of this, Oh shit moment where I forgot to do something or whatever. So I'm looking at my, my post here. So really what, what I've been doing recently is just at about eight o'clock, I really start to wind down. I'm really, I'm trying not to do any tech after eight. So that's phone, that's laptop. The one, the one thing is I do read on a Kindle. So it's a Kindle Paperwhite, I believe, which I, I love the Kindle. And what I've been doing is I just turn it down to the lowest brightness level, which is, I don't think there's a ton of blue light. And honestly, I'll be laying in bed reading this thing. And there's times where I'll fall asleep reading it, and almost smack myself in the face with it. So I haven't noticed it affecting sleep at all, even though for sure it's emitting some blue light. I don't think it's a ton but just something to consider if you are using like your phone or some other device to read at night, which I love reading. And what I used to do actually is I would have just a paperback or regular paper book and I had a headlamp I would use, but I would put it on the red light setting, which I think something about that red light, I don't know what it does or if anything with blue light, but there's something about just that red color is a little less have less of an effect of keeping me awake, I should say. So something to try out, but looking here at my notes again, oh yeah, this has been, I've heard this from a ton of people, but you know, keeping your phone out of your bedroom is huge. It's like, it's like nutrition. If you don't buy crap food, you can't eat crap food, at least in your house. So same thing with the phone. I keep it religiously in the kitchen at night doesn't stay up in the bedroom. So there's no even temptation in the morning to roll over and check email or whatever. So that's been a very useful tactic that I did not invent on my own, but 
it's been use, it's been useful. Another thing we've been doing is I actually got this from my monkey partner, monkey David. We were up at their place in Montana and they had these Edison light bulbs. It's like the old school light bulb with the filament. They had it in the room we stayed in and it was just this soft, warm orange light at night. It was so awesome to go to sleep. It was like having a campfire basically. So I went out and bought one and I've been using that actually. And I I'll do this sometimes, but if you turn, I can turn the Kindle paperback basically all the way down. So there's no, at least I don't think there's any light coming from it. And then I can use the light from that Edison bulb to read, which again, it's, it's a warmer, it's more of like a firelight hue. And, you know, again, there's still, I don't think I'm totally eliminating blue light with that, but it's certainly reducing it. And it's just, it has such a different feeling than that bright white, like led. So something to consider as well. And, you know, this post I made, I, what I'm struggling with is I've been, I've been reading. I just read sapiens. I'm actually starting it again. Just, there are some things I wanted to reread. Sapiens was awesome. I read empire, the summer moon, and especially in empire, the summer room, excuse me, empire of the summer moon. There's this passage where he's basically talking about this woman that had been basically kidnapped by the Comanches when she was a little girl and ended up marrying a chief and kind of rising in a way to prominence within the tribe. But she was eventually re kind of, she was actually kind of re kidnapped by the, I guess the U S army. And excuse me if I'm incorrect in my facts here, but she's basically re re kidnapped back into quote unquote civilization and how much she hated it, which is, it's interesting reading that because you would think someone that was kidnapped and kind of forced in this living, but you know, as the author talks about more of this very simple life, very connected to nature, full of magic and all these things, it, uh, it really makes me think back to that time when I was essentially living in the wild. And even when I wasn't truly in like the actual wilderness on my days off, or sometimes I would go out for day trips, I was staying in this super remote. It wasn't even really a town. It was just kind of a collection of cabins on the side of the mountain. So just such a different lifestyle to, you know, being more now in a city environment. So I'm just, I'm really trying to think about how can you bring these kind of hunter gatherer or just more wildlife practices, basically like how can you camp at your house? It's a, uh, it's such a, it messes with me because there's, I think the tendency when you're living in this modern Western world, the tendency is always to add more when really all I want to do is take away. So being more minimal and, you know, some of the, it's funny that some of the best times I'm not saying life is bad now by any means. Life is great. I love my wife. I love my daughter. I'm psyched to have, second child here in May. We don't know if it's going to be a boy or a girl psyched either way, of course, but life is good. It's just, it might've been, it was just, I guess, different this time in the wild. And, uh, I don't know. So I'm just, I'm trying to think about how can you incorporate this kind of hunter gatherer, nomadic, nomadic wild lifestyle into our modern lives is basically what I'm trying to do. And I don't have a ton of great answers. I think, 
you know, kind of being disciplined with your tech use is definitely a great way to start. Moving more is a great way to start. Exercising is a great way to start. Getting out into nature, whether it's true wilderness or even just a local park, that's a great way to start. I was traveling a lot a few years back when I was doing, actually, I ran a gym for a large corporation before I became a full-time monkey, which wasn't a bad gig at all. Great. I was kind of like, it was awesome because people would come in and it was their escape from this, you know, there's a, I think it's a thorough quote, but I've heard Joe Rogan say it. Most men live quiet lives of desperation. And there, I saw a lot of that. So it was cool for me because I kind of had this sanctuary where people would come and they would, you know, kind of vent a little bit, vent out frustration and get a little more aggressive. And I'm just glad they had that opportunity. So anyhow, when I was doing that, I would travel a little bit for work and I was in New York a few times and man, it's so cool there in the sense that people get out in the parks, whether it's Central Park or I was in Brooklyn and there was this kind of park sports complex that had a track and man, people are just out getting after it's really cool. It's um, I definitely don't see that as much here in the front range of Colorado. I'll see folks, you know, occasionally in the park, maybe doing like push-ups or if there's a pull-up bar messing around on that. But you know, there's tons of people out on the trails, but just, I was really impressed by New Yorkers. So right on East coast, what else do I have on this topic? So yeah, it's, I don't have a ton of great insights. I'm just, it's something I'm, I, I enjoy thinking about and I'm just trying to answer this question of how can you kind of combine living more wildly in a non wild situation. So I'd love to hear any of your guys' thoughts on that as again, I just don't have a lot. So moving on, some folks had a few insights I thought were really awesome. I wanted to share one comes from the wild man, Jonathan Gertz. He was on episode. He, well, we did an interview a few episodes back talking about training for ultra endurance him and I were rangers together in California. We've been friends for over a decade, and he's a wild man. So I'm just going to read what he said here. So he seconds the F dot Lux, which is F period L U X. And I'll talk about that in a second. It's a software and an app. So he says, I second the F dot Lux or Flux for the computer and night mode whenever it's available. More than that, though, I find it important to personally to limit the number of different kinds of inputs I'm consuming right before bed. I love this, John. This is, that's a great insight. So focusing on a single interesting thread of thought and quieting the mental chatter is key, whether with a book, podcast, or guided meditation. A little light exercise also really helps. My grandpa always did sit-ups before bed, and I'm just now realizing the wisdom of it. That's a great, this is from this. He posted this on Facebook. That's a great passage. Wild man, John. Um, I, there's a lot of things there. So I, myself, I've been doing before bed. I, like I said, about eight o'clock, I turn off the tech and I've just been stretching slash mobilizing. As I, I mentioned, I've, I got just a few, I don't even call them injuries, just tweaks I've been working on. So I'll get out my supple leopard book and stretch, mobilize, and I'll do that for anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And it goes by quite quickly, actually. And it just, 
it's kind of a, it is almost meditative in a way because some of the, some of the stuff I'm doing is quite painful or at least uncomfortable. So definitely quiets my mind and then I'll go up to bed, read, and I'm, I pass out pretty, pretty quick with that routine. So I love the sit-ups before bed as well. I used to do that actually when I was pretty young, I'd crank out like a hundred sit-ups, but that's a good monkey challenge. Hundred sit up, hundred monkey reps on the core before bed. Tucks, pikes, side tucks. Maybe hold a plank. You could count like maybe if you accumulated like three to five minutes of a plank. Maybe mountain climbers. I mean, there's tons of core stuff. So great, great post, Jonathan. Thank you, my man. All right, and then another monkey, Jacob. Jacob Daniels. Is that? Is that Jake of all trades? So he said try flux as well or F dot lux. So it helped basically what it does. It helps reduce blue light in the LEDs. So it's supposed to help reduce eye strain and then it changes that, that light profile or that hue profile. So at night it's going to be a warmer, like more orangey color. So something I need to try out. And if there's any other monkeys out there, let me know how it works for you guys. All right. Then monkey Kim she actually started this all off. So she let me know that Kindle, if you have a Kindle fire, there's actually a blue shade mode or basically like a night mode. Like if you have an iPhone. So unfortunately I have the, I think it's the paper white or as you guys may notice, I'm not the most techie guy, but anyhow, my Kindle unfortunately does not have it, but great tip from monkey Kim. You can change your settings on your Kindle or other device to, be more, be more clean for your sleep hygiene. So thank you, monkey Kim. All right. So I mentioned a podcast that I listened to. So it was episode number 614 on the wild man Mason's podcast, which is the adventure sports podcast. He was on, we did an interview a couple episodes back. This guy's a wild man. And this interview, I actually met with him right before he did this show. And he, was speaking with a gentleman named Aaron Miller, who is, well, I'm going to read it. He's an award-winning travel writer, award-winning travel writer and journalist. Let me try one more time. Aaron Miller is an award-winning traveler, writer, journalist, and author. He contributes regularly to the Times of London, National Geographic Traveler, and many other national and international publications. So the dude's legit. This this podcast was awesome. What really, well, he's got tons of great stories, but what, what jumped out at me was he was in Japan and he did this long distance trek and he came across these monks that essentially are focused on this concept of the Misogi. And so what they do is they'll use adventure or extreme endurance as kind of a meditative practice. And they'll meditate like under a freezing cold waterfall, kind of Wim Hof style. These guys, it was just, it was like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's the Misogi culture right there. So, and I do remember reading about, there's not a ton of information about Misogi and I really, I would love to research it and write a book. So if you're interested in that, let me know. Cause that'll definitely give me fuel to get going on that. But I remember doing a little bit of research several years back about the concept of the Misogi. And I remember there was something about Japanese monks or Japanese warriors, or I, I do remember it having roots in Japan. So anyways, check out that episode. There's cool stuff about 
soggy in there, but there's also just, it's just a great episode as well. So highly recommended. That's episode 614 of the adventure sports podcast. A few more insights from the monkey family here. So the wild man, rich Mulholland, this guy, I really want rich. If you're listening, we got to get you on the podcast, man. Let's, uh, let's talk. But rich's comment said, basically he's been struggling with same thing this year, just with sleep. Said he listened. He says he listened to a short audiobook called Caffeine, which is free on Audible this month. So, hey, monkeys, free literature. Check it out. It's the same guy that wrote In Defense of Food and one of Rich's favorites, Food Rules. So, he's also reading Why We Sleep. He says it's super interesting. All this stuff definitely worth checking out. And Rich is a wild man. If he says it's legit, probably worth checking out. And then, Another monkey, Coach Victor Robledo. Sorry if I said that wrong, but he basically says, I tell my clients we can't move forward until we get the high-quality sleep. And he goes on to say, living small with our family has given us a chance to go to bed early. No TV helps a lot as well. And I own a TV, but we don't. I haven't had cable for like, I don't even remember last time. I it's hard for me to watch now, to be honest, just the ads, man, the ads just, they kind of weird me out. It's so kind of, it just, it feels invasive. It feels gross. So I just, I really have a real hard time watching just regular TV. And frankly, I don't really have the desire whatsoever. Full disclosure, we have a Netflix account and we do watch Netflix on occasion, you know, there's definitely times a few years back, especially where we would for sure do the whole binge thing, but especially now with having a almost one and a half year old, it's uh, it's just, it's not, it's just, it doesn't work. So not that it was good before that, but yeah. So thanks guys. Great insights. All right. So wrapping this thing up. So monkeys, if you want to be wild, if you want to train hard, You've got to sleep well. So it was something, again, that's been affecting me a lot recently. And honestly, I've done, it's gotten a lot better since I've been a lot more intentional and kind of set up these just very simple practices to help with sleep and just eliminate the mind getting too tense or too, I think ruminating is such a good word. It's, it's like this super deep, intense thought. So it's, it's that pre bed rumination that was just killing me, you know? So I think I've done a pretty good job of eliminating that. So if you are having trouble sleeping, I thought John Gertz had the great, great insight of kind of just getting focused on that single thing where there was book, a book, meditation, a podcast, whatever it is, it just, there is something about that pre-bed, pre-bed ritual and just that winding down. So something to consider. Thank you, monkeys, for tuning in. If you're enjoying the Live Wild or Die podcast, I would be eternally grateful. You could leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. It really helps spread the good word of the wild and grow the monkey family. So thanks again for listening. Monkey on. <laughs>